listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dad's After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dad's After Show. Oh. Uh. Uh, I love uh, it when you call me Big Papa. What's up, guys? Welcome to AfterBuzz TV. This is the Dad's After Show here for you guys on November 1st, 2013. It is the 5,000th episode. Holla! Huge day, not only because it's the 5,000th episode, but we've got Seth Green in the house, everybody. What? Yes. Uh. What? Stop it right now. This is happening. It is real. Seth, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I am your host, Lauren Leonelli, and here up with me we have... I'm her co-host. I'm Mr. Kevin John. And I'm Jennifer Golden. And we are excited. Yes! I'm excited. Yes! Okay. We're bleeding enthusiasm. We are. <laughs> All right. So first off, congratulations on dads being picked up. Thanks. For a full season. Oh, yeah. yeah. How exciting is that? Did you guys like find out in an exciting way? Uh, we were about to start a run through, and then uh, Kevin Riley, who's the uh, head of production for the network, came down and said, "Hey, we're gonna pick it up." And did everyone erupt into? Everyone was like, "Yay!" You know, it's it's one of those funny things. Um, I've done a lot of pilots, and I've done a bunch of shows to thirteen, so I I'm so used to it not going well and I just sort of take it as a summer camp experience and really enjoy the people that I work with and try and make the best of it Um, but I really like this group of people and I love this whole idea Um, so I'm excited that we're going to get to do more of them I'm having a blast I think it'll uh, only continue to evolve it shows on TV when we're watching it feels like you guys are having fun I think that's why we like watching too oh good yeah, for sure. <laughs> the and chemistry also, is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks. You guys are all awesome. And Everybody that's on the show has been working for like 20 years. So Yeah, it's that's obvious. Pretty yeah. awesome cast. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It, it feels all- like we're playing a, uh all-star game. Yeah, yeah, right? Totally. Yeah. That's what it yeah. seems like. I keep looking at the people around me. I'm like, how did I get recruited here? I can't even <laughs> shoot an outside jump shot. You put, oh, yeah. Well, you put in the time, Seth. You put in the time. And also, you are nominated for a People's Choice Award for a favorite actor in a TV series. Did I actually get nominated or was I nominated in the nomination? Wait, I think oh, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I actually got a nomination. There was like a whole. <laughs> We're speaking that into existence. It's I gone. read that you got nominated. Maybe that's incorrect. Somebody can look that up and call it if only we had an infinite resource you know what <laughs> well well congratulations on the nomination being in the nominations yeah i got i was in like the runoff round okay. which was actually pretty flattering yeah yeah That's so, awesome. i mean i like the people so good oh that you're going up against you mean <laughs> no 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 the people who make the, oh, the people's choice the people are pretty that. awesome i, I usually appreciate the opinion of the people yeah. so to be on the positive side of their opinions really nice <laughs> i was like what people <laughs> <laughs> the people in the, the people's show we the, the people got it i got it i got it i'm on the same page now um okay so we didn't have like an episode this week was that because of the world series yeah baseball Ugh, i just have to ask who did you root for 
Uh, in the baseball? Team? Yeah, in the baseball. In the, or do you uh, not care? The people in the baseball. I think, weren't the Red Sox playing? Oh, come on, Seth. They were victorious, too. Did they win? Yeah. Yes. Ben. Isn't that really rare? No, not in just the third time in the, 10 years. It's their third time in the last, since 04. So, so that's 10 years. Good for them. Nine years. Thank you. But before yeah. that, it was a long time. Anyway, we're digressing. I just Aren't they? It's had... Boston, right? Yeah. I got friends from Boston, so okay. they're probably really excited right now. Especially yeah, because of what happened to Boston earlier this year. That's yes. why it was such a huge. It's a nice thing for them to have. It was Boston Stronger. Boston, Boston Stronger. Stronger. There you go. And we're going to need a new rubber bracelet. I know. We do. I, I think Boston Stronger works. Yeah. Um, also, yesterday was Halloween. Yeah. You totally dressed up. I know you did. Did you? Yeah, I like Halloween. I, okay, what'd you dress up as? Uh, well, my wife and I did Roger and Jessica Rabbit. Oh, the best. <laughs> it was good. And then last night, we just hung out at uh, friends' houses and gave out candy and scared the shit out of kids. I love that. Uh, yeah. Now, was the Roger and Jessica Rabbit, was that her idea or your idea? Uh, that was her idea. She, <laughs> we, she's a little, she's taller than me, so we always try and find some like couple's costume to play on that. Yeah. And we've done a bunch of really funny ones, but this was a this is a really good idea. I thought super cool. She I makes like a good it. Jessica too. She's gorgeous. Right. <laughs> the big wig, the yeah, dress, yeah, yeah. and all that. I was gonna say I thought you were Jessica. Come on, no, she's your wife is gorgeous. She I don't have been Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so now we know. Okay, you have like a million projects you're doing. For lack of a better word. You know, yeah, you, you start producing things and then it really helps to have a lot of irons in the fire. Right. It, it takes a long time to get anything actually made. And so you sort of hedge your bets on the stuff you really want to make and put all your best effort into it for as long as it takes to get it done. Of course. Out of all the hats you wear, which is your favorite hat? Well, I really, I mean, I, I always love acting. Acting is really my first love. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else is so, sort of situation specific. Um, like anytime I've directed something... Um, it's always been just because it'll be the fastest and most efficient if I just do it. Mm-hmm. And um, the stuff that I want to direct in the future is all things that I'm really emotionally attached to that I feel like I've got a very clear vision of how to translate that for an audience. Um, and then stuff like Robot Chicken, which is just sort of my precious baby. <laughs> it is your baby. I was going to say uh, that. I feel like Robot Chicken is your baby. Did you... so weird, guys. How did that, I don't, I don't how even know did how that... that's a show. It's the weirdest thing. Like, you have to imagine <laughs> that you're just, like, hanging out with your friends, doing something that you think separates you from the rest of the world, like, completely alienates you and makes you feel, like, more of a misfit just for being so passionate and loving these kinds of things. Right. And then you make something just to satisfy yourselves, almost in spite you know, almost out of spite for your inability to really get anything done. Yep. We just made this fun thing because we thought it was funny. <laughs> but see, that's the best way. Though, <laughs> and it works, yeah. That's the best way to do it. To, to try and fabricate something just for the sake of plugging things in and making this product and like selling it is not yeah. good. Like, but it's that's... super surreal now because we've been nominated for and have won awards mm-hmm. and we're in our seventh season and I have strangers approach me about liking this thing. And it's almost like somebody witness it somebody somehow being able to witness your dream yeah like you're in a public place and they're like oh man that dream you had where you were naked (laughs) but you totally had the right piece of paper and you like told everybody the thing and you really pulled it together dude i saw that dream and it was you did did well in that dream dude like it's it's sort of like that it's so surreal and strange and you feel like robot chicken makes you feel that way the most out of anything you've done yeah, that's the thing that makes me feel the most. It's Is that the to, most Seth out of everything? Probably. That's probably like one of the purest expressions, just because it's all the things that I love 
So that's um, really what's in your head. I mean, that's a facet of it. That's just an element of it. I, that's, that sounds really limiting because it's such a broad and um, subversive mm-hmm. comedy. And, and yeah. we really do have my, my partners and I have aspirations to make dramatic stuff, make all different styles of things. Like we're not um, exclusively married to a particular type of animation or a particular type of aesthetic. You know, I like to I like to make all kinds of stuff. That's why we started our studio. The animation you do for Robot Chicken is called stop animation. Stop motion. Stop motion. Yeah. Oh, so what that means yeah. is that you film an actual thing that's been built mm-hmm. and you shoot it uh, frame by frame and then move it incrementally exactly. to kind of create emotion to cr- to put life into something that's that's inanimate. I just watched one where. Um, somebody didn't want a happy the guy didn't want a happy ending at the end of the massage and he was running away and he had to jump over <laughs> oh, the man. jump it's over like, the, it was an action scene too it's first season yeah i was watching old school once he yeah had to jump <laughs> over the fence and then she finally was like no happy ending it's a like egg roll and yeah. he was like all beat up on the bottom of the stairs yeah. it was hilarious so first season we were <laughs> we were really we we were so, we had such a short schedule in first season cuz we had so little money to make it and really no practical experience in how to run a tv show and so we learned a lot on the job. Um, and we had, we were so hand to mouth that we were literally painting things and then animating them while the paint was dry. You guys were painting them? No, no, no. We are very small skeleton crew that okay. was running the first season of the show. Wow. So when you bring up that sketch, I almost like cringed because I know how horrible the production value was. Oh, I liked it. How fast it was thrown together. But that's part of the charm of it, I think. Part of yeah. what's fun about Robot is it feels a little like it was made in your house by your yeah. brother or whatever. And then it's like Vine. You could yeah. do that on Vine now or yeah. Instagram. It's yeah. inspirational because yeah. on Vine, which is fun. Yeah, people who who look at that and say like I want to do that doesn't feel like you're not watching some big budget, you know, feature film that costs 12 million dollars to make or 20 yeah. or whatever you're watching something that like hey if i'm inspired by that i could actually make that happen type of a thing along those lines i had this weird realization because we're meeting all these kids now who are like 16 or 17 and they've been watching our show for the last seven years robot chicken yeah yeah and so their interpretation of pop culture is kind of through our ironic lens so we grew up with all this stuff in the 80s mm-hmm. and then 20 years later made fun of it and made a TV show about those characters in sort of a self-aware ironic perspective and then you get all these kids who never saw the sincere original thing they just meet this twisted version of it that's their introduction to these characters so I've had this very strange realization that we're kind of feeding programming into this generation to a degree to anybody that watches the show we're giving them just a little bit of uh, you know like cultural information by your yeah. opinion yeah. of it well, your it's version made of us, that. it's made us more attentive to what we're putting out so that we uh-huh. don't just haphazardly put out anything that's you know that that, that could be misinterpreted totally yeah. so you have a responsibility even though it's silly and whatever you feel the responsibility to make sure that you're well i think about i think about when i was that age or when i was forming my worldview about particular types of comedy or movies or anything like that and i think about the things that were available to inspire me and i sort of look around and there are not the same types of things and so amongst my friends and i we sort of recognize our own responsibility to make the stuff that we want to see exist yeah yeah that's nice so seth loves the kids yeah and is um, concerned i i have a deep faith in Human beings, yes. <laughs> the people. I do. Right? I do. I have faith in us. I think we're. I think in we us. can pull it off, guys. The, the people. Yeah. At least for our time, we're only here for a little bit of time. We'll right. have a shot at it. And then, yeah. Who knows? So you better get done Cracking. when you can. <laughs> and you, we know you are, Seth, because you've 
got your hand I'm all over the place. I'm a husband, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to know. Wait, we're going to talk <laughs> about that little voice. You're Okay, so speaking of voices. Yeah. You probably always get this, and you're probably like, okay, I'm not a puppet. Don't make me do the voice. But all your voices are incredible. Thanks. And on, <laughs> on Robot <laughs> yeah, Chicken, I'm like watching me. Robot Chicken, for example, and I'm like, is that him? Is that him? Is that? Oh, that's him. Yeah. Well, that just sounds like regular Seth Green. But is that Seth doing? I don't have too wide uh, a repertoire. Like you're gonna, if you watch Robot Chicken, you're gonna hear everything I can do. But is that, are you, <laughs> your whole repertoire. That's as far so that's as your go. resume, basically. It's just that we don't, you know, we don't have a ton of money, so we can only hire a couple actors for it. And then I've got a different deal where I can just pick up all the slack. Okay. And so I'll read every like one line or two line or like little thing. Or if we so, if we only have a budget to hire five actors or six actors and in the episode we need two women to cover these six roles then any of the like one line mother Billy come inside I'll just pick that up you know what I mean that was good you got the part (laughs) thanks wait no but I'm so if you you but they're the impersonations of real people that you're impersonating are you doing all those no I well sometimes I mean if I could do somebody then I'll do them and do you like do, do you go okay I really want to do a sketch with I don't know, Robert De Niro, but right. I can't do that voice, so I'm going to study like almost like an accent and make myself – do you ever do that or is it just something uh, that you have usually, to know? Usually if it's a specialty thing like that, we'll go out to the person. If it's – Okay. You know, or if, if it was a it. character, we'll try and get the person that did that character. Okay. Or uh, then after that, we go to Soundalikes. We try okay. and find somebody that can imitate it. Who's, do you have a favorite no, voice? Yeah, I was done. just going to – we were that all I do? Say like, that. Yeah. Tell us. Who's your favorite? Um, like an actor that's come in or No, that you've that done. Do? You know – uh, there's a nerd character on our show that I like that I play, and he's just so like the pure id of the deepest nerd, you know. And at, and at my core, I'm the, I've been going to Comic Con for almost 20 years right. and l- watching it evolve into this thing that's now a marketplace, and it's be, it's become this nexus hub of entertainment, which is so funny. And so you've got all these other seniors who've been coming for like 20 years and we're all just like, these kids moving in here. And again, <laughs> amongst, amongst ourselves, we sort of realize the responsibility to not become bitter or jaded or just bemoan how it used to be and criticize how it is now. You have right. an opportunity to all the kids that are coming in for the first time who've traveled from wherever they're coming because they just want to be around people that like the same stuff that they do so that yeah. they feel a sense of communion. Of course. In their deepest of passions, like we want to give them a positive experience, right? And so now, when I go to Comic Con, that's my focus: is not only having a good time for myself because I like all that stuff, but making sure that we present all these things in a way that's positive. Even though the transition was like you used to, used to be different for you. It was a bump. Yeah, I had I had like a three a three year transition where I had to really get myself together because i was fighting it for it just a got too huge too commercial which just what? turned to sundance you know there was this there's point parties where, there's zombies yeah. it's crazy yeah costumes two, yeah. two years ago was the first time there were celebrity gifting suites and i was like well this is just not comic-con anymore so okay. you, you know it's imagine if you sold and manufactured and distributed paper goods and you went to this annual paper goods and paper products convention and then 10 years later People started making movies about paper products, and all of a sudden, fans started showing up at your paper products convention, <laughs> claiming how much they love paper products, and they want to be a part of the paper products revolution. And now your your convention, which used to just be about meeting other salesmen that 
were interested and enthusiastic about selling paper. Now it's got a whole tourist element yeah. and a celebrity element. It's mean, just yeah. it's so weird and silly right. that I had to stop thinking about it as the same thing. Right. And, and just and go for why you go. Just go people. for why I go. Yeah. Like find the ways to still make it mine, still gather ourselves amongst in our little collectives and mm-hmm. talk about the nerdy stuff we want to talk about. And I don't need to go to anybody's agency parties. And yeah, right. I don't need to go to any of the press events because I do that stuff all year long. So, do you go in costume though to Comic Con? Nah, I tried that and the worst worse than getting recognized is getting recognized in a costume <laughs> and then being stuck in what that costume. What did you dress up as? Spider-Man. I thought I like nobody you say Spider-Man me. like obviously. It's like Spider-Man. Well, well I thought nobody's going to recognize me but I'm not a tall person so as soon as somebody figured, figured out, out that I was yeah somebody How did they figure that out? <laughs> I was on Buffy at the time and this girl like saw me at a booth and was tripping and heard me say something oh, and like turned around then she saw the eyes probably stalked me for a while and oh. then it spread it spread all around the like con that like Seth Green is in a Spider-Man costume so everyone's looking for the short Spider-Man <laughs> and then I got people like threatening me to pull my mask off and I'm like you're telling Spider-Man to take off his mask it's real fucked up dude did you make a different voice then so people didn't think it was you yeah it sounded like that, that, voice. It was yeah, that voice. voice I don't even remember this is like 10 years ago <laughs> that is crazy that yeah. Is, yeah so, so you never just, dress up again not like that. It's just, you know, it's easier to sort of corral someone into being quiet and cool and having like a chance meeting, yes. even if it's brief, than to try and deal with somebody being like, that's you in that costume. It totally is, dude. And you're like, hey, fuck off. I'm just trying to buy toys. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you can get on their level, look them in and I'd be like, hey, dude, ex- kind of like say something like respect my privacy Mo- or whatever. Well, like. it's, it's always like shocking people into that recognition that you're a person doing something because they, they just get confused. Their exchange with you previously has been through media and it's kind of an an intimate experience that you're not a part of exactly so they've got all kinds of thoughts and emotions connected to you that you're not aware of that you don't have back yeah yeah so when you meet somebody they they kind of glitch for a second because it feels so familiar but at the same time so weird and surreal it's familiar to them but you're like i don't know you actually well i've gotten you know i've been recognized every day for almost 12 years and so i've gotten a really I've gotten a hand a handle on at least my behavior most of the time. I still have bad days sometimes. Everybody does. Yeah. What What would you <laughs> say your most random or crazy fan moment or groupie uh, fan moment? To, yeah. What is it crazy? It had to have been a Buffy. Or maybe it was with me because I actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what at Goldmember? Actually, member, I want to hear this. Yeah. What, what 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 happened? Yeah. At Goldmember, the the premiere. You're blessing just a little bit. I know. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, what is she gonna say? Oh. Maybe I'll save it. No, no at the premiere, know. you guys were all walking in, and I was like a camper at UCLA Summer Discovery. So they brought us to Universal, <laughs> and they were like, go to the premiere, guys. And we're like, all right, cool. So exciting to us. You were walking in. I was like, Seth, do you have a date? And you were like, no. And I was like, can I be it? You're like, no. Oh. <laughs> and I was like. That's so mean of me. No, but I, I like got it. I didn't really think you were going to, and I just yeah. talk a lot, so I figured I'd ask. Was I polite about it? Or was I like, no? No, you were polite, and then you just went, and I was like, okay, well, I get to go to see the movie anyway, so oh. it was fine. And then she well, cried herself to sleep. Don't it ruined that. my Hollywood experience. No, that's it's fine. So, I'm here. And then she made so a sorry. voodoo doll of Seth, and she stabs it all the time. That's she, weird. I've had leg pain ever since. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. <laughs> this one over here. Oh. 
Um, it's okay. Well, no, you know, people are usually, I don't know. I greet people with whatever they give me, honestly. Really? So yeah. if they're super crazy, you're That has to be crazy. one that's... When people are really crazy, I'm like, you're totally yelling. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm right here. Where are you? Yeah, I do. I try and, I try and just bring people into a normal space and then right. have a normal thing with them. And that usually gets them on my side instead right. of screaming like body snatchers and yeah, yeah, yeah. alerting all the zombies to us. Yeah, no, you don't want... <laughs> you don't, and then, you know what? Honestly, that's, like, the best way to do it because if you do really want to, like, have a quick conversation with someone because you appreciate them if they're your fans, yeah. then that way you can really say something to them instead of being like, ah, what's yeah. that? It's, just, a, tri- it's yeah. a trick sometimes. And, I, you know, I get bugged out. I meet people that I get excited about, too. And Wait, like who? who yeah, who yeah. do you geek out about? I geek out over, like... like like I got to direct Don Knotts, and that was one of the most awesome things I ever got to do. And I can do an impersonation of Don. Knotts. I want to hear it. I can't do his voice. I can do the face. Oh, okay. Well, luckily like we have these That's good enough. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. The uh, the radio audience is going to be disappointed. Okay. Well, it's okay. Just imagine <laughs> Don Knotts. Imagine him running in into Jack's apartment because something's going on, and he's very surprised. And this is what he looks like. Let's hear it. That that's actually pretty good. Right? Yeah. He and he always like no, don't look at me like that. Seth likes I, it. I was trying. I didn't know if that was a blowfish or what was going on there. I, his I, mouth is like, and his hands are always like. Well, you'll appreciate this. The conversation that I had with uh, uh, the guys that created uh, Dads was about all the shows that we loved, and I said that I I loved Three's Company, Three's Company. and I loved uh, John Ritter. Mm-hmm. I, I still love him. He he yeah. just the way. He did that because he was so authentic and right. so connected and really emotionally grounded, but also did this very broad and silly physical comedy. Totally. And I was like, oh, I can do that. I was like, give me give me all kinds of silly physical stuff, but give us heartfelt stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love Three's Company. And uh, also, <laughs> do, do, I do, 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 saw you like- Such a challenge. Um, <laughs> I know. Sorry, that But thank you for fixing it for us. Right? <laughs> well, it's, you know, you've got these Seth compressed is, leather cushions. He's going to be fluffing those pillows the entire- There's no friction, <laughs> so they just slide right off every time I put my arm down. <laughs> It's fine. You look good. Don't worry about it. Um, other TV shows that we I know that um, I saw that you mentioned you liked All in the Family. Yeah. So I think great show. I feel like, though, I can't not make the comparison about the social issues that were brought up from that show. Sure. And, the, and Versus dads what we're doing. And what Dads is doing. And well, even with your Three's Company call, like you guys had an episode. There's some physical com- – a lot of physical <laughs> yeah. comedy and Dads yeah. with the, the date – um, the crazy girl episode, the funny, funny girl, girl. Yeah. the pot brownie She's episode. Great. She was, we love her. We yeah. love her. Love. But I feel like, you know, that's interesting that those, or great for you in the sense that you loved watching those types well, of things and now you're in it. Well, that was the goal. I mean, I, I really wasn't aiming to do a TV show right now. It's pretty <laughs> busy and doing, doing a lot of other stuff that I was super focused on. But this opportunity came up and I just believe in the material and I yeah. believe in the team and I, I feel as a performer, like, well, like I said, I want to make the kind of stuff that I used to love. I want to make the kind of stuff that was important to me, that influenced me, that entertained me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this show really felt like it had that, that kind of opportunity to be a, a group of people that the audience is interested in spending time with once a week and coming to hang out with and laugh with them and get caught up in their lives and mm-hmm. be entertained. That's, you know, it's just the characters they they designed has to be really fun to play. Yeah. Um, and it has been exactly what I hoped. So I wasn't expecting such a, a, a critical backlash at the head of it. But I but I realize 
several things at once. First of all, um, modern journalism is really difficult because there is such access to an audience regardless of what your qualifications are. Yep. And so you get a lot of people writing articles to get attention and you need yep. to be provocative. You need to be incendiary. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that no one was uh, – you know, justified in disliking our show. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Of course. But I did find that people seem to jump on the bandwagon of seeing who could be most clever about criticizing but the show. But it was always all about the same stuff, though. Yeah, yes. Don't but you think so? But to say that our show is reprehensible and morally wrong, I think, is overstating it totally. slightly. And that was actual, an actual quote from a, a journalist. But they said your acting was great, right? Nobody even discussed <laughs> us right. specifically. They, it read. seemed a lot of like vitriol for Seth MacFarlane. I don't know why. Yeah, people are just waiting for him to fail. I guess yeah. we we can only be so supportive of our heroes before we want to kill them. Right. Right. You know. Now let me ask: When you guys during the preliminary process of this, when you were getting into this, um, you knew that obviously some of the humor could be perceived as offensive. Totally. All that. What were you guys thinking going into? Were you like, I think there's a real difference between racial humor and racist humor. And I feel like we have become very politically correct in the last 15 years. And so you've got a generation of people growing up in this incredibly PC time where we're just about suing each other over hurt feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really gotten out of hand. And the rest of the world looks at us like we're maniacs for, how insanely litigious we are and how ass backwards we seem to be about actually keeping our citizens safe and Mm -hmm. moving ourselves forward culturally. Um, So I thought it was that. I thought it was mostly people responding to the fact that we had racial humor and not that it was racist. And it seemed more often people getting upset on behalf of a group that they didn't even belong to or yes. people getting yeah. upset totally on behalf agree. of someone else that they perceived would be offended Isn't by. Isn't that it. always the way it is? <laughs> it, is, it is always the way it is, which is, yeah. well, it wasn't always the but way also, it is, but it's become that way. Exactly. It seems like those are the same people that don't know the difference between racist and racially, you know, yeah. well, commentative. Because- but, I, but I think that's a very common problem. Like yes. we had a gag in our show that was proposed that I thought was hilariously funny. And uh, so it's it's Martin Luther King, and he is on the dais, and he said, and it's like thousands of people in the mall, and he said, I had a dream that I was in school, and there was a test, and I had not studied, and I did not have my books, and when I looked down, I was not wearing pants. <laughs> right, and the whole time the crowd is going, preach on, brother, you sell it, Doctor King. Tell him, preach on. And that's all it was. And this discussion came up in our writer's room about racist humor. And I said, there's nothing racist. As a black man, I can validate that joke. That's hilarious. And it's not even a racial (laughs) joke. It's about the comparative of, of a very famous speech about a dream. And then if there was... A different, different dream, dream he had. It has yeah. nothing so, to do with It's just with the way the he delivers it. He's black. Exactly. Exactly. But I was so fascinated because in our writer's room, which I think is incredibly progressive, we had a spirited debate about what is racist humor. And so that I really started thinking, oh, this is incredibly subjective and it's, yeah. it, it's very hard to argue. And so with respect to dads, I just trusted our gut. Yeah. You know, yeah. We all just trusted our gut. Like, is this – does this hurt your feelings or is it just a little provocative? I, I, I all season on our comment when we comment after we watch the shows, I constantly say, look, these are jokes. It's not like you guys are seriously saying that, you know, you believe that 
whatever the oh joke gosh. might be at uh, the time. It's also not mean spirited. You should have been, so. been at the TCA. Like I have never walked into a room that was so angry oh, already. Sure. We got we got onto the dais, and you would have thought we were making a reality show. Like <laughs> what? These are journalists that I've had years of experience talking to, and they're like, when you say this, you are saying that, don't you? Really? And we were just like, guys, you know this is. A TV show, and right? You're poking fun. Not to be t- it's really fascinating, you're though. Poking yeah. fun at people who really think that way. That is yeah. the joke, correct? That's that's meant to be the joke. You know, no one ever said that well, actually that's not true. There was a whole <laughs> there was a whole faction of society that, that felt like Archie Bunker was their hero as opposed to being the guy that you used to discuss these these okay, kinds of issues. But that was a different day and age. Absolutely. But we're still in we're not we're not all we're as not, equal as we as we I, make ourselves oh, out I, to be. When yeah. when Obama was running for president, I saw a different level of vocal racism than yeah. I oh, ever yeah. thought I would see in this country. Yeah. I was I, really put put back by how much people were were just coming out and saying, "Well, but he is black." Though, yeah. though they did the black like whisper. I, I right. really had that. Yeah, it I think you're whispering, but we still hear you. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was more relevant than ever during that. And you know, yeah. if you even look at the Trayvon Martin case, you know, you see a lot of these things start to come out whenever there's a huge. You I know. was in LA during the riots, and I remember how hot it got, how quick. And there just gets to be that point where people are mad, and it's mm-hmm. it's real hard. It's real hard being alive. It's real hard paying the bills it's real hard finding somebody to tell you that it's all gonna be all right like it's not easy and people don't need much to gather in a group and let that all out that's uh-huh. why i used to go to rock concerts and get in the pit and just fight with a bunch of other sweaty teenagers <laughs> that needed to let it out the same emotion you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah and you all high five and nobody gets hurt and everyone's like great show you let it out that's your experience yeah but yeah. in the pit, in the pit yeah. all bets are off right <laughs> uh, yeah. goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> things get grabbed that should not get grabbed i told every girl that was like, put me up. I was like, you don't want to fucking do this. <laughs> don't wear a skirt. You don't, you don't want to no. do this. No, there was – I just – I saw – I felt – it's so bad. I saw so many girls go from being like, this is the girl to be like, hey, stop it. To be like, oh, my God. To be like pulled into the pit. It was – Cray, cray. All bets are off. It's it true. Intense. It's true. Yeah. Um, say cray, cray? I said cray, cray. <laughs> it's not I, molestation in the pit. It's, it's just not. close contact. It's just right. – Unless they're under 18. you're asking for it. Right? Hey, you I, warned them. It – Listen, I don't condone any of that. I think the pit is meant to be a safe place where no one can get hurt. You're meant to like shove everybody back when everybody falls down. You help them up. It's you know you keep your feet. There should be an etiquette. I think common etiquette. There is an etiquette. Yeah, but people get drunk. But who follows? Who follows the etiquette? Right. There's There's always always that that guy just like running in a circle, punching random people (laughs) in the head. It's always that guy. Oh my that God. was me at the Nine Inch Nails concert. Did you see? There's that one Offspring video that's all black and white. Um, I can't remember what the name of the song is, but it's that boom boom ba ba boom boom ba ba. Anyway, but it, the whole video is the concert. Okay. It's all the people that are in the audience. It's all the different people that are, that are at the rock show. It's all the different kinds of relationships in the pit. It's really actually beautifully huh. put together. I want to look that up. A lot of fun. Yeah. Write that down. Yeah, the right? world of the pit. <laughs> Um, so, okay, so we're talking about some shows that you like to watch. You know, you mentioned uh, Three's Company, yeah. All in the Family. Currently, what are you excited about on TV? Um, I have been loving Community, and I'm super excited for Dan Harmon to get back to it. Um, I watched uh, Game of Thrones. Okay. We, were, we were watching all that. I've been trying to catch up. I'm, I'm super behind on Breaking Bad, okay. which is embarrassing because now I, I know everything about the finale. I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I still feel like it's worth it. Do you watch – I have to ask you because I'm obsessed. Do you watch Homeland? 
Oh yeah, we watch <gasps> we watch Homeland. We were watching Hannibal. Isn't Homeland so good? Yeah, Homeland's great. And I love like are you current on it? Yes. So it just yes. got I mean that I was, twist. I was concerned where the too. season was going and then I was like, Oh good, oh good. And then when Carrie and Saul met. And then, uh, dead, 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 dead. They, they, they don't know. They, oh I know. They know. I know. I don't know. So but thanks thanks for I the consideration here. Is this yeah. a is this a spoiler <laughs> zone? Is that how you we do can, it? We can if you want, you can spoil <laughs> well, the after show has already happened for the week. you do that. Oh yeah, so technically anybody that's watching. It's fair game. We can all talk about it. So you got to catch up. Otherwise, we're going to talk about it. No, but anyway, we don't. Yeah, that was awesome. Awesome, right? That was really awesome. So good. Um, I love shows like that, too. Um, Also, talking about dads and stuff and, you know, favorite, like favorite TV shows and stuff, we all have some like little favorite (laughs) snippets or episodes. And, you know, I I will start. I personally liked that my dad's hotter than your dad. Oh, yeah. Loved that one. and the, that was the one with the HR lady? Yes. Yeah. Because I love the HR lady. The actress's yeah. name was Lauren, I believe. Yeah. And you guys had a great moment, too. She, she and I. You guys yeah. had great chemistry. Yeah. She's brilliantly talented. Love like her. a super. She she had so many improvs. I knew that. That's what yeah. we wanted to talk to you about. Yes. How, How much, much is scripted? Improv? Yeah. I mean, we do. You know, it's fr- it's in front of an audience. So you kind of go right. fishing for laughs every once in a while. Um, but but they also will uh, sculpt it on the day. We'll do a take of it and the writers will kind of convene and rewrite a bunch of lines and then you'll do it again. And okay. sometimes you can improv stuff. And we, we've kind of got free reign. If you feel it, if you if you feel it coming from the audience, you just you can kind of go fishing for a laugh. That's the theatrical yeah. aspect of it in front of yeah. a live studio audience. It's really fun in that in that way. Like you, it's it's almost like shooting a movie in front of a live audience. Right. Then you know what it is? It's almost like test marketing a movie live. <laughs> it's yeah. it's like an audience that's filling out all those cards, yeah. except oh, they're yeah. doing it while you're performing. Right, right. <laughs> but it's awesome to get that reaction. You no, know what's working, yeah. what's yeah. not working. Yeah. Well, you that know. medium is specifically that reaction. The the only point of do, but but it's actually the origins of television. You know, people have been filming multi camera shows in front of a live audience since the dawn of television. That was the first. TV. I love Lucy. Mm-hmm. Was yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, the, even the game shows, the game shows that went from being. Um, a live thing at a theater that oh, was right. broadcast on the radio right. to being something that was televised. So it's the it's it's witnessing a theater experience in your home. Right. Yeah, that's actually funny to think about that because you really wouldn't need a live studio audience for like Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy. Like there's no interaction. No, but it adds to... But it adds to the vibe in the room. Yeah, because if those contestants were spinning that wheel and nobody was cheering them on or getting yeah. excited, it'd be really... Well, that might have been a bad example, studio. Seth, but I'm just saying Jeopardy. Yeah. You don't no, need, no, you don't I'm, need... I agree. Like yeah. they all... I, I agree with you. I think they need an audience. Just no, as an act... We're on the same page. side, huh? <laughs> I, I see, yeah. Building chemistry over there. Check I now, uh, do, do you feel that as an actor, obviously when you're on a set, you know, doing takes, then you have to do takes over again. You can be there long, you know, incredibly long days. Yeah. Do you feel that having the live audience there really helps to get your adrenaline going and to keep you guys energetic? And- Absolutely. Yeah, we get an energy from the audience. That's that's key. And I, I talk to the audience sometime about that and remind them that this is – a symbiotic thing so we want them to have fun and let us know when they're enjoying it and oh, that's nice. i will say the taping i went to was so much fun oh good and the audience guy the <laughs> yeah. warmer upper the whatever he, that he is hysterical and he's a magician yeah it was like, like a party being magician. on set we have wow. a couple yeah. of warm-up guys and that is critical in that format you got to have somebody that can that can keep that crowd yeah. connected. wait he he's a real magician like he did tricks yeah Oh yeah, I almost volunteered to be the child that was made to disappear. The child? I am not the child. I'm not a child, but I was going. I'm short. I was going to volunteer myself. You're a small person. I am. You could have worked. 
watching you guys tape the show, that was almost like watching that improv game where you like do the line, yeah, and then you deliver the line again, and every time it's different, and then you yeah. get the laughs. Well, I I try really hard to just be connected in the moment um, more than anything, um, and I do a lot of press junkets where you get four days of answering literally the same five <laughs> questions over and over again from different sources, and so I've just gotten kind of comfortable with knowing I'm probably going to have to repeat things over and over again. I'm going to need to find a way to make it new and organic so that the performance is yeah. alive. So hopefully we didn't ask you any questions you got right before this. Oh, I'm sure we did. <laughs> no, no, I was at work today. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we have, like we said, we have some rabid robot chicken fans. I just wanted to add in here to the, the Hollywood Reporter um, named 50 powerful showrunners for 2013 and you're on that list oh that's cool with your buddy seth mcfarlane oh yeah he's real he's got a, he can do a lot yeah <laughs> right he can get a lot done yeah you're like the ryan seacrest of like television and film <laughs> seacrest is a tough act to follow no i don't know I've after known, i knew ryan you did a, a lot long time and i see like i've known him a long time and his hustle is hard and you flawless have a hard hustle i'm like it, looking it, at all oh, the stuff I, you're doing. I can't even keep track of all my notes well, right. i was Oh, okay. it's tough to laugh. Though. I'll go first. <laughs> Ladies first. Thank you. Not uh, today, though. So, um, so <laughs> what, what do you? Th- no, Somebody turn off his mic. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. You can stay. I would like to ask you, what would be your dream job? If you, I mean, you obviously have like the things you're working on now, but what yeah. would be like your ultimate gig? I don't really have something that's aspirational like that. I just, I just, I want to be able to do this for the rest of my life. Like that's really what I've been working to do is cement myself enough and create an infrastructure of support around myself enough that that I'll be able to like act and make stuff and help other people make the stuff that we agree they should make for the rest of my life. Longevity. You wanting yeah. longevity. Now speaking yeah. of, speaking of longevity, one of the things I wanted to ask you is you were, you started off acting real young. Yeah. And you know, here you are, you said 20 year plus years still doing it. A lot of times you see child actors that, you know, fall off, you yes. know, things, things happen. They, they, there's challenges. What yeah. do you attribute your, you know, longevity, success? Well, it's twofold. One, I think I'm lucky because I was never famous when I was a kid. I just worked when I was a kid. So I worked all the time. And you did, by the you time did I like was, spots on like Mr. Belvedere and like I did. commercials. I and guess spotted on I love everything. you in It, by the way. <laughs> and I think you were young in It. Oh, wow. Well, Facts just, of life. I had just turned 15 when I did that movie. <laughs> that yeah. was one of the scariest movies ever. But go Spooky. ahead. <laughs> right? Yeah, so I've done, I've done a lot of stuff, but I never was famous. I never had like a breakout. Everybody in the world knows my name and knows what I'm getting paid right. and any of that at a young age, you know? And I think that really screws with people a lot. I look at Justin Bieber right now and I don't think he would be making half the bad decisions he was making yeah. if he didn't mm-hmm. have such an intense public scrutiny right. judgment and uh, like world opinion that's tough T- yeah. teenagers are dumb anyway like it, you kind of no. can't help it i did so much dumb stuff we when I was all a did yeah so it's really hard when there's cameras following you and the mm-hmm. world is your parents it's it's you know i never had that yeah um and also i do think there's a certain amount of us as the public getting comfortable with an archetype we we all watched you know uh behind the music or the E True yes. Hollywood story. Totally. And we've all gotten accustomed to the the ca- the meteoric rise followed by the catastrophic mm. fall, all yeah. the indulgences which led to the public turning away and 
drugs and all these things. Yeah. I think we've all gotten very comfortable with that. And so we have an expectation, especially of child actors, that they're at some point going to be robbing a dry cleaner or killing themselves. Right. You know? Yeah. And that just doesn't apply to everybody. Yeah. So, well, every situation. So, yeah, like not you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I'm good friends with Macaulay Culkin, and there's this hilarious world opinion about him because there's so little information about him because he just has no interest in. He was on set the day I was there. Is he always on set? No, he's just been <laughs> visiting, and so he was staying <laughs> crashing on our couch. Guess he has time on I his hands. Over, <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> Christmas is right there. No, he just came to visit. He doesn't really. He can do what <laughs> you he mean wants. Hanukkah? You know what I mean. Oh. So he can kind of make his own schedule, and he's right. been yeah. traveling around with rock bands and awesome for him. Performing on stage and just having fun, living his life, <laughs> yeah. and painting. And <laughs> well, when you're 12, getting seven million dollar checks for Richie Rich and things of that yeah. sort, I think you can. Well, that's know. the funniest thing is Mac never had any kind of drug problem. He never had any money, money problems. Like he invested well and is still. <laughs> Pretty wealthy. So that's awesome. Good for him. He can do yeah, whatever he wants. Remarkably well adjusted. He doesn't, he doesn't fall under that umbrella of people just think that that's what goes on. No, but but he's such a specific one, I think, because he was so um, meaningful. Everybody meets him as a kid, and he's still a kid, and so people have this weird connection to him. Right. And then when you know, even through pop culture, that he's made a ton of money, and you know, it's so weird. People just have. All those things start to inform people's worldview. Of course, of yeah. course. Yeah. Well, it looks like we have a caller. Oh. So, hello. Hello. Thank, hi, thank you for calling After Buzz TV. What's your name? Where are you calling oh, from? Oh, am I the only one? This is like from the first time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, What's your name? I do I do have a question. Uh, my oh. name is Elena. Okay. And I'm a huge fan of Seth. Okay. And uh, I do have a question. Well, I'm going to read it because I kind of prepared it. Right. <laughs> nice. Um, doing so much acting. Hi, Seth. Hi, Elena. <laughs> Uh, doing so much acting and especially voice acting, how do you take care of your voice? Uh, do you do anything special like do you drink raw eggs like some <laughs> singers do or like no. hot tea and honey and stuff like that? Because you're like the hardest working man in Hollywood and, you know, that must take a toll on your voice and stuff. Yes, it does. You know, I go to the Kurt Cobain School of Vocal Maintenance and I just imagine <laughs> that this isn't going to last too long. Um, no, no, I do, I do my best to not blow my voice out or do back-to-back records for multiple shows. And I do my best when I'm doing stuff that's screaming or projecting to try and put it in the right register to not damage my throat. But, you know, it's, you're human. You get a lot of wear and tear. I don't do any of the stuff that real professionals do with wrapping their throat in a scarf or drinking hot Steaming tea. Steaming your vocal cords. Right. I, you know, these remedies. I've known I've known like for real singers and the stuff that they do. I'm just like, oh, that's not me. I can just sort of make my voice sound like funny people. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, you're doing a very good job. Thank you, Elena. Um, did I you also get, have another question. Do wait, did you get home okay from Comic Con? Yes, I did. How about you? Did. He's safe, safe and sound right here in the Afterbus Studios. Thank, thank you. Um, wait, did you have a second question? Oh, we, I'm sorry. I, I think yes, we had time. I for do. Only I one. do. I'm sorry. Oh. Um. Well, maybe somebody already asked this, but I'm, I don't hear it often. Um, when do you see your performance? Are you overly critical? Um, when, you, when you see yourself on TV, like, for example, the show Dads, when you yeah. watch it, and do you watch it while it airs? And when you, when you see it, do you, do you criticize yourself? Do you say, oh, you know, I wish I've, I've done this, or I wish I've done this? I've you know? gotten past the point of having regrets about a performance that I can't change. But I definitely sort of review the tape like an athlete watching the way that they played to see 
areas I could have improved or, you know, knowing what went into the decision that I made, seeing if there was a different opportunity in the moment to make a better decision. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's helpful. <laughs> Thank helpful. you nice. so much. Thank, Thank you so you. much. And it was so nice talking to you. And say hi to Claire. I will. See you again. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. She was cute. Yeah. We've met her several times. She's awesome. Oh, okay. I noticed that when you said the Comic Con thing, I was like, yeah. "Do they know I what's thought you going just on here?" Out, like she must have obviously. Yeah, gone there's, on. A cu- there's a couple of there's a couple people that are hugely supportive and are actually like really helpful, giving us my wife and I information, pointing us out to things that are going on that we don't know about. And oh, that's so nice. We run into each other at cons, and we all because we have similar interests. It's become just very friendly. Awesome. So these overzealous yeah. fans, in a way, are helpful to you. And- well, Alina's never been overzealous. She's just always been uh, perfectly zealous. <laughs> of course. Nicely stated. Yeah. Um, so, so we, I need to just, you know, we're talking about your um, your extensive TV career, and your you've also been in tons of movies. And I grew up in the '80s and '90s, so you had a slew of movies yeah. in the '90s that I were. A, I worked a ton. And um, <laughs> I just have to say. I'm going to ask you who your favorite character to play was in those movies. And I'm just maybe hoping that you might say Special K from Can't Hardly Wait. Well, I love to play that part. And it was actually something like, – I don't know if you know the backstory on that. I um, don't. Tell me. I'm obsessed with that character. Well, Breck and Meyer and I are really good friends. And we've known each other since we're teenagers. And uh, um, uh, his uh, his wife at the time and her partner wrote this movie and directed the movie – I uh, can't hardly wait. And so Brecken was supposed to play that part. It was written for him. And then he um, was supposed to be Kenny. Yeah. What? I know. And then he and Ryan Phillippe got cast in Studio 54, which you have to remember at the time, Miramax. What was it? They had just made. I think they had just made Scream and had a huge hit with Scream. And so uh. they really wanted something else with Nev. And they had cast Ryan and Brecken in as the leads in this movie. And then because Scream had been a success. They wanted to make it PG-13, so they tried to write a PG-13 movie about Studio 54, which is ludicrous. Huh. But uh, but uh, Brecken wasn't available. Oh, okay. And so I then tested for the movie against, like, three other people. Um, but when I read that script, I was like, oh, this is exactly the type of movie I grew up loving, and this part is the part to play. And I immediately was, like, filled with ideas about how to make it, and I really wanted it. Really wanted that part. And so when I got to do it, it was awesome. Plus, everybody in the movie all knew each other. Like, yeah. everybody in the cast, everybody I was working on, we all knew each other. We haven't asked you to do a voice, but could I please ask you to give me a little special K? What do you want? <laughs> Something with Shouty in it. Something with Shouty? Did I have a line with Shouty? Yeah, you did. What was it? Something about... You don't have to give me an exact line. You can just say whatever. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something funny that probably doesn't get talked about a lot. I'm a huge Beastie Boys fan. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, and there's that one thing where, where Ad-Rock says, I walk to the club, say, yo, baby, what's up? <laughs> and so oh, yeah, yeah. I took that in that scene where, I, I think her name was Corinne. And so I just did Ad-Rock in that yeah. scene as hard as I like, yo, Corinne, baby, what's up? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I died. <laughs> that part, I, it sticks in my mind still to this day. Iconic part to me. Loved Thanks. it. Thought it I was great. Yeah. Um, my favorite no. was you as Dr. Evil's son. <laughs> oh, with the sh- and the sh- that's a That's another one that's just so weird that it blew up and became what it became because when I made that first movie it was an independent movie like Mike Myers was having trouble even getting like a a studio budget for it when it came out it barely made any money and it blew up on DVD or blew up on video I guess before DVD was the (laughs) crazy VHS crazy wow I know and as but now now the market's kind of 
come around to that turning, you know, not even releasing things in a big way and sort of releasing things small and targeting an audience online to create a cult following around something before it even comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy to think that it wasn't a big hit right off the bat because, I mean, the Austin Powers... It was to me. All those movies were... The second movie made more... Made... It um, made twice as much in its opening weekend as the first movie made in its entire theatrical run. Crazy. Wow. I know. Crazy Just shows talk. you how it catches on. And, yep. you know, crazy, really crazy talk, Seth Green. Crazy talk. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I think we would like to... Um, why don't we... Uh, get in a mosh pit and jump up and yeah, down. And we want to know if you can be... I'll I tell think. you a true story. Oh, I got John Favreau first. into the mosh pit at uh, Rage Against <laughs> oh, the Machine. Oh, wow. What? How did that go down and when did that awesome. happen? Is there a video? Ago. This was when they were doing uh, Battle for Los Angeles tour. And uh, we both, not to, that's, that was going to sound like an obnoxious story, but we, we both know Tom Morello. So we got really good seats and I love getting in the pit and John had never been in the pit. And I was like, you got to you gotta get the fuck in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> we just got in the Rage Against the Machine pit together, which is a very crazy, very pit. yeah, pit. yeah, it's yeah. insane. I can imagine the brotherhood amongst men and women in that pit is unrivaled because nobody gets hurt in that pit. Really, it is, it is all. Everyone is there on purpose for this communal experience, and it's it's tribal huh. in a rage pit. Like it's not it's not violent. Oh, yeah. Who'd have thunk? I, yeah, I, I, I learned you, a lot about pits tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys, <laughs> I have no idea. I think I think we maybe need to go find somewhere with a mosh pit and get in and see how it feels. What are the shows now? I mean, like, who I'm going to a concert tonight, and I would say they see? don't have a mosh pit. I say just the 1975. Next you go to, it's, even if it's Sarah <laughs> yes, McLaughlin, just start a mosh pit. My buddy and I rushed the stage uh, <laughs> at Ten Thousand Maniacs and started a pit, like pulled Natalie Merchants yeah, off the stage. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's <laughs> not. Yeah, that's, got dragged out by. Security. That makes sense. So okay, so. You know, we know that you do a bunch, a bunch of stuff. So I just want to like reiterate that again, that you're, you know, we see you on Dads. Well, we hear your voice on Family Guy, Robot Chicken. We've seen you on Buffy. I'm they- sorry, real quick. Family Guy, real yeah. quick question. Is it true that you did the voice of Buffalo Bill? Yes, yeah. he did. In that? To yeah. Get- wow. Well, oh. this is, it, it was, so I was doing the press junket for Can't Hardly Wait and Charlie Corsmo, uh, who's in the movie, stayed with me for the week that he was in town doing all the press and um i can't even remember how it happened but we just became obsessed with impersonating buffalo bill and it's a creepy guy there i know but it was so we just kept doing that voice and then like we went through kfc drive-thru and we were like what if that voice was bill and he's just like oh you guys want some you guys want some chicken tenders? <laughs> oh, that's so, and so It's really creepy. That just became really funny to it's us. creepy. And we ran it out all week, all week long. And I had gotten the script for Family Guy, and I knew I had that audition. I had no idea what to make that character. And he was like, you should just go in and do Ted Levine. <laughs> and I was like, that's not going to do that. But when I got into the audition, and I was trying to, like, do surfer kids and yeah, whatever everyone was else was doing I, well i didn't even know that you go in the room by yourself and i said yeah. McFarlane and like two other people and he told me what he was thinking for all these characters and i did like three versions of a chris thing and then i they were like well, great that was great is there anything else you want to do and i go my buddy dared me to <laughs> do buffalo bill <laughs> you know sons of the lambs and they were like uh yeah and i was like can i just try this <laughs> let me just try this and so i read it did they die yeah everybody like it was so weird How perfectly and weird. so different and just it 
I don't know. They, and then I got cast, which is so surreal. I love that. And if you watch the very first season of Family Guy, all of it sounds like, no, Dad, I'm not going in there. <laughs> like traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story, take risk in auditions. No, yeah, yeah, I that, mean, that really is no. it, man. Anytime I, anytime I took a risk in an audition, that wasn't crazy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, not Sean Young trying to get Catwoman crazy. Nobody know that story? No. Sean Young, actor. She uh, wanted the part that Michelle Pfeiffer had in oh, Batman Returns. And she walked on the lot. She was, the, you know, yeah. she was pretty successful yeah. at the time. And she decided she was going to prove to Tim Burton that she was the part. So she dressed up in the costume, showed up on Warner Brothers looking for him, mm-hmm. and, like, came with a camera crew to, like, prove it. Mm-hmm. And it just backfired for her. But you never know. There's like – Hey, it could have every, turned out. For every Patricia Arquette and true romance story, there's <laughs> yep. a, a hundred Sean yeah. Young yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm glad that worked out for you because <laughs> nobody too. else right? <laughs> nobody else could do that voice like you. It's the best job <laughs> security um, ever had. So <laughs> we are running out of time and we are so happy that you came in. And again, congratulations me. on all your success and the show being picked up for a full season. And we are super fans of Seth Green here. And we know everyone listening and watching yes, this as well. And we can see, remind you all, since you're super fans of Seth, that you can see him on Dads on Fox Tuesdays at 8 p.m. 7 Central. You can listen to Seth on Family Guy on Fox at 9 p.m. <laughs> 8 Central. And as well as Robot Chicken on Adult Swim, 12 a.m. Um, and then also you do the um, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, or no, Agents the, of Smash. Yeah, the Hulk show. And that is where... So- it's on uh, – oh, gosh, what is that on? It's not on Cartoon. It might be on XD Okay. if I think about it correctly, but I don't want to miss, miss that. Okay, well, Hulk we'll... in the Age of the Smash. Okay. It's like, it's like a reality cartoon about the Hulks. And you and voice the of... Hulk, Hulk. No, no. I voice A-Bomb, Rick okay. Jones. Okay. Who's like kind of the teenager of the group. Cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. And well, you can find, watch him, listen to him on that. They're as well. all over. Or you can find him at your yeah. local mosh pit. Or you can find him at your local That's mosh true. pit. Thank you so much. No, it's been years since I've been in a pit. Uh, <laughs> but thank you guys very thank much. You. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. tuning in and listening and watching, guys, to our 5,000th episode at After Buzz TV. Yeah, congratulations, guys. Yes. Dude, Thanks. thank you so much yes. for being here to celebrate. So really quick before we go, where can we find you, like, social media-wise? We're, you know. Oh, I'm easy. I'm at Seth Green on Twitter. Although my, my Instagram is tricky because it's Leet Speak. So it's uh-huh. uh, 53th underscore uh, 6R33N. Yeah. And there's right? lots of cute wow. cat, uh, lots of cute cat pictures, which we'll talk about later. If you look at my Instagram, you're going to see pictures of toys. You're going to see pictures of awesome places. you see a lot of pictures of the cat. And He's occasionally awesome. you'll see like mirrored stuff of people. Like stuff that I post on Twitter from the yes. set, I'll, I'll repost on Instagram. Awesome. We love to see all that stuff. So thank you again, <laughs> Seth, for coming in. Thanks for tuning right on, in guys. and listening and watching, guys. Thank you. I am your host, Lauren Leonelli. You can find me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Vine, and my website. I'm Kevin John. You can find me at Twitter at HeyKevinJohn. You can find me on Instagram at HeyKevinJohn or on my website, www.itskevinjohn.com. And I'm Go Jennifer ahead, Golden. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jen the Jew. And on Facebook <laughs> as Jennifer Golden and my website, jennifergolden.com. So, Wait, right, I tune. should say websites. I have yep. a SethGreen.com okay. and, I, and we have Stupid Buddy Studios, which okay. is if you want to see what we're making. So check those out too yeah. if you Stupid want more Buddy Seth Studios. Green. Well, it's all O's though. Stupid. Got it. Okay, got it. So look for Seth there, too. And tune in next week, you guys. We will be recapping the next week's episode of Dads. Hope to see you there. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. Thank you.
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! 5,000! Oh, my God. <laughs> Those are the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.